There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Let us get back to that homily that was made over the weekend uh, by Father Sean Sheehy in Listole. He was covering for the parish priest. Parish priest is away on a pilgrimage at the moment. And he, Canon Declan O'Connor, is the parish priest. And he was standing in for him at the Vigil Mass on Saturday evening and at the uh, daily mass on the Sunday and I believe he also said mass again on bank holiday Monday and some of the things he said have made national news Uh, he gave a sermon that could only be described as fire and brimstone I was talking to a, a woman there a few weeks ago her 17 year old daughter who was out with her friends in Tralee came home and she handed her mother a condom. The mother said, where did you get that? She said, an HSC van was handing these things out uh, in in Tralee. And she said, my gracious me, that is promoting promiscuity. That is horrible, horrible. What is so sad today is you rarely hear about sin, but it's rampant, it's rampant. And we see it, for example, in the legislation of our governments. We see it in the promotion of abortion. We see it, for example, in the, in the example of this lunatic approach of transgenderism. We see it, for example, in the promotion of sex between two men or two women. That is sinful. That is mortal sin. And people don't seem to realize it. But it's a fact. It's a reality. Yeah, there is an American twang in Father Sheehy's voice because he was in the States for many years, coming back to Kerry in 2007. I think he's he was in Baton Rouge in Louisiana for years, but I think he is semi-retired now, but he fills in for people like Canon Declan O'Connor. He has been censured by the Bishop of Kerry, Bishop Ray Brown, who issued a statement in the wake of that particular homily, saying he was aware of the deep upset and uh, and and hurt. Kevin, what did you think of it all? Morning. Morning. Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm not shocked, but I am in a way because you know I watched the I watched the video and I watched it again because the first time I watched it, I was like, nah, he didn't stand up and say that. So I went back and I watched it again, and it was proper hellfire and brimstone stuff. Mm. And some of the stuff that he was talking about was reminiscent of stuff. I wouldn't have heard this in the 80s when I was growing up, never mind decades previous. And I think it's just, the priest is showing his age because he's, he's got form as well for being controversial. So 
I think he's pushing 80 now, and he was standing in for the parish priest in the soul. So it's not his parish. He was just standing in yeah. for the weekend. He'd done the Saturday night. And he, he were, he'd done the same on the Saturday night as he did on the Sunday. And it was just, I mean, the way he come out with, so, okay, is the stuff that he's talking about, is he technically correct? Yeah, probably is. Look, I'm a very casual person going to church. So technically, you know, he probably is correct. That's fine. But if you stand up there and really go after people the way he did, especially when you talk about the, the HSC are promoting promiscuity, no, they really aren't. They, the, the, the conversation he was describing about a 17-year-old getting a condom in Chile is what I would hope for to happen. That's what should happen because you're promoting safe sex. You're yeah. promoting people looking after this as they're being careful. You know, in this day and age, that should be normal. That isn't controversial. That should be the norm. And the idea that he will be stand up, standing up and condemning that, that, to me, is just not on. That's not good enough. And I, I understand that Bishop Kerry is... This is the second Bishop of Kerry now who's had to come out and apologize for this guy. You know, at what point do you turn around and say, look, okay, you've done your service, thank you very much, go away and retire. You know, we've had referendums on this stuff. The vast majority of the population voted in a certain way that don't agree with you. And it's not like people who are gay or lesbian or transgender or whatever are going into your church and getting in your face about it. They're not. He might argue, well, look, the referendums were held, the result is what it was, and the law is what it is. But my beliefs are what they are, and the church's teaching is what it is, as I understand it, and my job is to tell the people in my church that the church is teaching. He might answer like that, I don't know. If he wanted to answer that, I'd love to hear him answer it. You know, I'd love to hear him come out and pick up the phone to the station and say, he's talking nonsense, this is what I wanted to say, and I've every right to say it, but I don't think he's gonna. Yeah. And the other side of it is, people voted with their feet. I listened to the last 30 seconds, and he, and he condemned the people who were walking out and praised the people who stayed. So it's like, you will talk to the people who want to agree with him, but he's not interested in those people who want to confront him and who just listen to what you have to say is that, look, I come to Mass, I don't want to hear this. Mm. And they, they, they voted with their feet and they left. And good for them. Yeah. But even the bishops come out and said, look, this is, goes against the laws of the land and what we want, we want an inclusive church for everybody. Yes. You can't have an inclusive church for everybody and then a priest standing at the pulpit delivering that sermon, not once, but twice. Yeah, I'm not sure that you can sack a priest, um, neither would anyone no. call for the sacking of a priest, but what should the bishop do? I think this... Look, I just don't... At his age, I don't think he should be used in the way he's been used. It, it's okay. Look, he, for me, by the sounds of it, he's, he's standing in now for people who are ill or who can't deliver mass. This, this is a problem in itself for the church going forward. I go to look, I go to mass and it tends to be funerals, weddings, and what have you. The same as an awful lot of other people. Yeah. But I'm lucky. The the fellas that I go to that I see up in when I go to mass in Newmarket, the young man, and he'll be hopefully in Newmarket. Much loved. My mom absolutely loved him, and I hope he's there for decades. Hmm. But the vast majority of the other masses that I've gone to are very elderly gentlemen, and I don't see a younger generation coming through to take their place. 
going forward, this is a big problem for the church. If they want to be an inclusive church for everybody, they're going to have to figure out a way of having people standing at the pulpit who are relatable to my generation and the generation below me. Mm. You know, and you're not going to have someone who's 80 years of age talking to someone who's in their 20s and 30s who are trying to raise their kids in the best values that they know how. They, they don't relate. They don't, they just, the two things don't meet. And that's a problem going forward that the church is going to have mm. to deal with. And that video doesn't help anyone. Do you think there are a lot of Father Sheehan's out there, Kevin? Privately, I'd say, yeah. Privately, I, I, I'd say there's a fair few. But on the other hand, there's plenty of priests that I see. Your man who be on the Late Late Show every now and again, really outspoken, and his name escapes me. But I bet you there's plenty of people like him as well who, mm. who, need, who believe the church needs to move into the 21st century and bring people with it and can't get their message out that they want to say either. That, it must be one of those weird jobs where you're really restricted about what you can say because you can have your personal private beliefs. But what you're allowed to say are two different things. And I, th- I guess that goes both ways, you know. But, I mean, in fairness, my youngest now is 18, but I remember when they were in national school, the local priest at the time, nice guy, he was in the school every week, and I'd hate to have a Father Sheehy in that role influencing kids of that age with which would be completely opposite to the values that I'm trying to raise my kids in, mm. that they're, you know, to be inclusive and respectful of all people, irrespective of their genders. Live and let live, and let people love who they love. It's not, you know, I don't think that's unreasonable. And if that makes me a mortal sinner, then it's not heaven. I mean, it's only heaven by Catholic choice because of where I was born. If I was born anywhere else in the world, it would be a different God and a different heaven. There are those who might say, Kevin, that you or I are both damned to hell years ago anyway. But listen, we'll see what they say. Sure, all the good people are going there anyway, <laughs> as I've been told. Thanks, Kevin. No worries. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, the statement issued by the Diocese of Kerry is is important here. The Bishop, uh, the, the, the Bishop Ray Brown issued a statement Tuesday morning. And he said, I'm aware of the deep upset and hurt caused by the contents of the homilies in question delivered over the weekend. I apologize to all who were offended. The views expressed do not represent the Christian position. Very clear there. Do not represent Christian position. The homily of a regular weekend parish mass is not appropriate for such issues to be spoken of in such terms. Subsequently, we understand he told Father Sheehy that he wasn't to say Mass again. Father Sheehy then went on Radio Kerry where he spoke to Jerry O'Sullivan about what the Bishop had said to him. Bishop Brown said today that he was going to take me off all Masses, you know, and I said, okay, fine. That's, I told him, I said, I could care less, really. I know myself that what I said cannot be disproven by any honest-to-God Catholic Christian or Catholic teaching, and that's the bottom line. So you don't accept the verdict or the word or the instruction of your bishop? I don't. I really don't, because I think that what he's doing basically is that he's actually sacrificing the truth, or he's muzzling the truth in order to appease people. Now, I have to say, in all the priests I've known in my time, and I've been a few years on this planet now, and I've met a fair number of priests in my time, I've never met one not that I can recall, 
who would agree with a word that Father Sheehy had said. I'm thinking of some of the fabulous priests that I've known in my time. Not one of them would agree with what that man had said. Um, Vanessa, your thoughts. Good morning. How are you, TJ? Good to talk to you again. It's been a while. Um, it has been a while. Uh, I, I have a lot of thoughts, really, on the, the Father Sheehy issue. Um, and I think the first thing that has to be said, he, he kind of exposes the hypocrisy that's always been at the heart of the Catholic Church. On the one hand, it's about love, understanding, etc., uh, etc. Et On the other hand, how, the, how they enforce that uh, is true. That legislation is true. Um, invading people's land and, and you know, taking over, uh, taking over everything, um, or trying to anyway. Uh, so at the, you know, even though they say it's all about love and understanding, the last two popes um, before our current pope uh, both said homosexuality is a moral sin. Um, it's an act of depravity. Uh, sex is purely for re- uh, reproduction. So in a way, Sean Sheehy is right, um, and that's what's sad about it. Uh, there's nobody to, that can actually say he spoke wrong in terms of the official teachings of the church mm-hmm. the, the, the words of, of Bishop Brown I've been highlighting them here they say the views expressed do not represent the Christian position that's a direct quote from his statement which seems to me anyway Vanessa to say well actually the position of the church has changed I wish that were th- true I really wish that were true um, well, either and, and this is the Bishop thing. Brown it is I have all. I was. I grew up in the Catholic Church. Uh, I was kicked out when I was about thirteen um, because I was interested in girls. Um, so I, I came out as bisexual at thirteen, and I was asked not to come back, basically. Um, and so the idea that uh, by a priest, yeah. this by by two priests okay. and a bishop, um, and the idea that this isn't church teaching uh, is wrong because the idea of the Catholic Church is they follow the doctrine of the Bible um, either the Bible in its entirety is infallible or they pick and choose um, and what's happening now is they pick and choose which is great because or, or they're evolving society are, evolves or maybe interpretations change like you can't change the Bible it was written centuries ago you can't change anything yeah. written by previous popes written centuries ago but you can change how you interpret it Yes, but when you talk about popes centuries ago, um, both Benedict and um, John Paul II wasn't centuries ago. True. That was only a few years ago. True, but Francis, uh, Francis is Benedict, slightly softer on, on, on these things, isn't he? He is, and, and he is the one that promoted um, the, the bishop. He is the one that promoted um, Bishop Brown That's right. to bishophood. That's right. Which That's is great. Right. Because he's, he's kind of promoting the better aspects of Christianity that we want to see. Here's the question that I, that I was asking myself since yesterday, Vanessa. Uh, the question is, yeah. who are out there? Are there more, do you think? Are there more Father oh, Sheehy's out there than there are? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bishop Browns. That I can't answer. In the world, possibly yes, because and and I, I bring the the idea of uh, I bring the example of South America and Africa. Um, when Pope Benedict said that, um, that uh, sorry, condoms increase the chance of AIDS, um, and promote really really damaging uh, ideas like that. Yeah. That's still being propagated today. And so when you talk about the church, you have to see it in its entirety. Either they're all right or they're all wrong mm. because that's what they promote. Mm. So you have certain people promoting one thing in certain countries where it's allowed and other places where it won't be accepted in, in more um, advanced societies or, or Western societies mm-hmm. where we've moved on from the, those archaic beliefs. Isn't it a bit like politics, though, that the... The, oh, definitely. The, 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 the thinking of the church is based on the man or woman, if it ever yes. happens, but the man currently in charge. The, the man currently Re- in charge is far more charitable than some of his yes. predecessors. I, I do believe religion is the oldest form of politics, <laughs> to be honest with you. That and um, everybody yeah. has an opinion on it. But the, but the Catholic Church are the soldiers of Jesus. That's, that's the whole, if you go back into the history of the church, they were always seen as the soldiers of Christ. Um, and Sean Sheehy, Father Sheehy, is promoting that idea. You know, we are the soldiers of, of Christ. We need to go out and tell these people that they're sinners so that they can be saved. Um, and the problem with that is, is this is not just a small entity. This is a hugely powerful entity. Uh, that impacts laws all over the world, that for a long time impacted our laws. Mm. You know, this is not just, and this is why it's problematic. There's always going to be the dichotomy of um, different sides because different people have different beliefs, uh, even inside the church, in the framework of the church. And as you said, it's all about interpretation. But the dichotomy has to be um, seen in that framework of this is a hugely powerful entity. These can cause serious damage among a lot of people well, in, heard, in our world. You heard how hurt, how deeply, deeply hurt Jason was, my first caller yeah. this morning, yeah. who's, you know, widowed and, and was saying, you know, has this man, is this man saying that my wonderful husband is in hell? Yeah. 
And I, I've talked to you before um, about my own situation. I was raped 10 years ago. I had an abortion. Um, and during the Eighth Amendment campaign, there were people from the Catholic Church come into my job and try to get me fired and, and um, set a rosary outside the door. You know, these people have not gone away. Yes. They're quiet now because it's socially unacceptable for them to be outspoken. But the second that penny drops, the second it turns around, they're the first people out. Yeah, interestingly enough, I would have friends, I would have close friends, Vanessa, who are staunch Catholics and staunch churchgoers, uh, and they're kind of saying, oh my God, Father Sheehy, would you stop? Would they're you mortified. Up? Life, has, life has changed. But I would rather deal with someone like Father Sheehy being honest about where he stands in the world than someone who pretends to be um, more socially advanced, if you know what I mean, I, more I, socially acceptable. I do. Because hiding those truths, hiding those truths in that dichotomy of the church is damaging yeah. in itself because they lure people in with the idea that it's all about love and understanding. It's yeah. not. Yeah. And people need to understand that. Yeah. Bishop, Bishop, Bishop Brown, the statement is strong and he did, according to what um, Father Sheehy subsequently told Radio Kerry he told him to stop saying mess and Father Sheehy just doesn't seem to care come here how does how does being a mammy sit with you oh I'm loving it he's four months old now I'm looking and, uh, at a picture here <laughs> he's gorgeous he is he's he's so amazing <laughs> great talk. that's that's why we haven't been talking for so long you've been busy becoming a mammy Vanessa great to talk to you again good friend of the show for for years gone by uh, thank you 0818 96 96 96 where you stand on Father Sheehy or where you stand on Bishop Brown Bishop Brown Eugene said the bishop only made the statement because he's worried about losing parishioners that is one way of looking at it um, you know if we listen to these priests we're all going to hell I'll keep you a seat at least we'll be warm Five kids for marriage, two daughters, one gay, one trans. I have a red carpet waiting for me and my kids. As I said, I, I, I would have known quite a number of priests in my time. Um, some of them better than others, as in I know them better than others. Some of them have now left the priesthood. One is driving a bus. The other is a counsellor. But I don't think any of them would have, would have gone along with this. I, I really don't think any of them would have gone along with this. Um, oh, oh, you know, D says, all my love to Jason. It reminds us how words hurt and how people can destroy with words so easily and destroy the good of humanity. Uh, feel free to read this out, says Jules. Uh, I don't go to Mass anymore. I don't need to walk into a church to feel close to God. And Rose O'Sullivan says, those views expressed are in accordance with the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Unfortunately, the catechism must be changed. Well, Bishop Brown is one of a new, if you like, a new wave of bishops um, elevated to the bishophood, as it were, uh, by the new Pope, Pope Francis. So it'd be very interesting to know if there are many other Bishop Kevins out there. Or Ray's rather, Bishop Kevin or Bishop Ray Brown's out there. I'm I'm left confused about this. What he said was appalling. He shouldn't have said it. He should absolutely not have said it. Uh, and I agree totally with what Bishop Brown has said. It has no place in a modern church. But Vanessa is also right that up to two popes ago, up Benedict and 
John Paul. It was part of their lexicon to say things like this about gay people in particular. Pope Francis is a softer man and, and a more charitable man. A nicer man, I would hasten to suggest. But you don't have to go back hundreds of years to find popes who would have said the kind of things that Father Sheehy said in Kerry. Right, just to finish up today, let us get the view, as it were, of a man of the cloth on the words of Father Sean Sheehy. Jerry O'Connor, Father Jerry O'Connor joins me from the Association of Catholic Priests. Father Jerry, morning. Good morning, thank you for having me on. How did you feel when you heard what Father Sheehy said on the altar in Listowel? Well, as a priest, I'm not usually critical or I don't pass too many comments on the sermons or homilies of other priests because uh, my own might be as good as you'd like them to be. When we were being taught how to to preach, it was said that if you want to give a six or seven minute talk, if you want to really really do it well, it should take six or seven hours, about an hour per minute, unless you're going to go off on a hobby horse of so if you're really discerning the scriptures and trying to reflect a meaningful uh, homily where you might have also consulted other voices, then it, it can take almost an hour per minute. It struck me listening to Father Sheehy when people started sending me the messages on social media that he, there was very little preparation. He spoke about um, a hobby horse of his and that, that comes across. And so therefore... It ended up hurting instead of bringing uh, healing. I think it, it was damaging to lots of people who might um, hear it. So I found it uh, disappointing. Uh, I, I, having listened carefully to it uh, it's, and trying to be just and fair to what he was trying to say, I think that he starts by wanting to talk about sin and says we rarely hear about sin. And, and that in its own way might have been an interesting topic or or theme, but he decided to pick out uh, certain, uh, what he calls sins, and use colourful language. So, so for example, to throw in the word like lunacy in there uh, about people who are struggling or or, or searching uh, for happiness and and personal fulfilment uh, and understanding of who they are in life is, without a doubt, Mm. deeply upsetting and, and hurtful. So uh, that, they, that was my impression on, on listening to his yeah. reflection. My first caller this morning, uh, Father Jerry, was uh, a man whose husband died not so long ago and he's struggling, obviously, with the loss of his beloved husband and he took Father Sheehy to mean that his late husband was in hell. Can you Can, can you reassure Jason... Well, what I would say is that being um, a, a Christian or, or Christian teaching is uh, is about finding authenticity for who we are in life. Uh, God, we are made in the image and likeness of God. So Jason's husband is made in the image and likeness of God. And so therefore, Jason's husband and Jason should be authentic to who they are and how they express themselves and in the way in which they find love. So for me, it's inconceivable if we're made in the image and likeness of, of God and Jason found love with his late husband, that, that God would in any way be uh, negative in generosity 
mercy, forgiveness. I think God would probably delight in Jason's husband being authentic to who he is. And and so always when we reflect on dimensions of, of church teaching, we must remember that as well as the church putting ideals forward about sex outside of marriage and, and retaining the, uh, the, the the beauty of the sec- sexual intercourse to marriage, etc., that at all times they we are also saying that we are made in the image and likeness of God. Mm-hmm. And I think God would fully expect Jason and his husband to be authentic to who they are and how God made them. And Jerry, you know, as Vanessa made the point there, we don't have to go back very far. We go back to Pope Benedict, who's, who's still alive, and we go back to Pope John Paul before him, who held views on, on homosexuality that, that you know, one, one might be disturbed by at the time. Pope Francis, less so. The policies of the church and the interpretation of the teachings of the church, are, do you base them as a priest, I guess, Jerry, yourself as a priest, when you're preparing a sermon for the Sunday? Do you base what you're saying on the interpretation of the church's teaching today or the black and white as written hundreds, perhaps thousands of years ago? Well, I will always start when, when I'm preparing a Sunday homily, and let's remember Father Sheehy was preaching a Sunday homily. I'll base it on the scriptures. So Father Sheehy had some very interesting scriptures to choose from last Sunday. The gospel passage is about Zacchaeus up the tree and the encounter with Jesus. And the whole message of that passage is about inclusiveness and forgiveness. Jesus did not go on any type of a public shaming or rant. Instead, he went and through a shared meal had a conversation with uh, Zacchaeus where they both seemed to grow in mutual respect and understanding for each other. So Father Sheehy could have chosen that. The, The reading, the first reading from the Book of Wisdom says you about God that you are merciful to us all and you love all that exists, and that includes Vanessa and Jason, Jason's late husband, and, and others. And why Father Sheehy would decide to ignore that in his preaching uh, is 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 beyond me. And and to just what I think is is um, in, in fairness to the man, I think later on and in his reflection, he did seem to try and reflect a pastoral concern that was brought up by a mother who was troubled by her 17-year-old daughter having been out on the streets in the evening and received HSE distributed condoms. Well, he accused the HSE of promoting promiscuity. Promiscuity. Well, I mean, and uh, I'm sure there's been lots of voices on to offer a a counterpoint of view to that, but if a mother came, if a mother like that came to me as a priest with a concern, I, I would listen. If there was a sense that something needed to be done, you would bring it up with your pastoral council, you would bring it up with uh, teachers or parents in the parish and say, get their view and see, look, is there something astray here in public policy? And then there are ways in which you can address uh, issues of uh, public uh, policy and you can do a little bit of research, look for evidence-based information that might challenge public policy. And there's so many forums, and Ireland is such a um, it's such a small and beautiful country that actually you can often meet the politicians when you're out for a walk or other public officials and make your points without trying to judge people. Or I to think what you're cool. saying, Father Jerry O'Connor, is that Father Sheehy 
could have chosen better ways to say what he was saying and better better ways to put his message. Thank you for taking a call, literally in the midst of, 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 a, of a storm on this, and I appreciate your, your calm and rational approach. You can agree or disagree with Father O'Connor. Courts 96 FM.